coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Okay, welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. I'm Matt. We are your weekly movie-going lifestyle podcast, here to bring you some lighthearted conversation, some movies, and some booze. That's like how we like to do it. I love conversation, movies, and booze. All of those things are so great. Yeah. Mix them all together, and you got a good evening ahead. Um, so this week, we're going to be once again covering Oscar nominees. We've had a, another week to work on them, and we've seen a few of them. So uh, we're here to tell you what we thought. Um, we sure so, are. Yeah. Um, what do you say we start with Cold War this week? Um, I think sure, yeah. You you just saw that this week. It's been a little while since I saw that. Um, it's, it's a big one this year. It's up for Best Director, uh, Best Foreign Language Film, and Best Cinematography. So uh, it's definitely one to watch out for, for during the ceremony. Yeah, so... Yeah, I saw this last night, actually, um, after work. I scrambled to an AMC that happened to be showing it at 10 p.m. I left my office at 10 p.m., um, so that tells you how that night was going. I walked into the movie theater as the last trailer was ending, and they were about to start the thank you, AMC A-list members thing. So My uh, favorite part when we get to be like, oh, yes, us A-list members were so important. I know what the A-list is. How about y'all? Um <laughs> So, yeah, so that's uh, how that went. Uh, anyway, yeah, I saw that last night, and it was excellent. I loved it. I loved, like, every second of that movie, I'm pretty sure. I thought, um, yeah, just everything about it was almost perfect as far as uh, romantic dramas go. So I was a very big fan. Yeah, and I thought it, it worked so well as a combination between romantic and drama. Um, so often, like you feel like a romantic movie is one or the other and with a little hint of the other. Um, but this one was really a great combination of the two. Yeah. And also uh, for much of its runtime until almost the end was very funny at the same time. Um, there were moments that were really, really funny. I thought the, the interactions between our two leads could be really funny. They were, yeah. They had a, yeah. So um, it was like, it was just very I mean, the whole movie is very lean and everyone's been saying it. It has a, a runtime that clocks in at under an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, it's so nice, too. It's, it is so nice. But when you think about what this movie is able to accomplish in 89 minutes, um, you know, which also includes the credits. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Right. Um, <laughs> that's I mean, it can it does a lot. It is able to build these characters who are super interesting and complex and tell a really full story. Super, super complete story there. I will say the movie is, I mean, it is devoted to their devotion. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's obsessed with this romance the same way that they are obsessed with one another. Um, so it's really, I mean, it, it's very streamlined. It doesn't give you subplots. It's not trying any of that. It is one plot. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting about it because obviously there's these periods of time um, where they get separated, where one of them goes back to the other side of the wall, um, where they're not um, actively engaged in their romance. Um, and the, the movie very much glosses over those parts of time. Um, and it, it it's an interesting story structure. You know, it allows it to focus on just their attachment to one another as well as showing like how they change over time just by getting these different glimpses of them um, several years apart. Um, right. So I thought that was really interesting. So, so just that reminds me that we should probably cover a little bit of just the basic plot of this film. Uh, you right. mentioned on either side of the wall. Um, <laughs> and it's like, that yeah. might not be clear to everyone what we're talking about here. We covered uh, this a little on the last time we mentioned this movie, but we can, uh, uh, cross over it again. Um, it takes place during the Cold War. Can you believe that? It's called yeah. Cold War. Surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, and it, the movie starts out in Poland. 
um, but it's also set partially in um, but in Berlin, uh, both sides of the wall, and um, in Paris as well. Yes. Um, so it, it sort of covers a, a lot of different countries in Europe, um, and it's about this um, this young director of a like a cultural orchestra in Poland and um, this young singer that he discovers there um, who joins the group and the romance that sparks up between them and then um, various circumstances that lead them um, over the years to go to different uh, parts of Europe. Um, First, they try to escape um, over to West Berlin when they're in Berlin for a performance, uh, but that doesn't work out. And they're separated for a while across the wall. And then um, they meet up several times throughout the course of the Cold War. And it's it's the the whole movie is basically showing those uh, brief times that they're able to be together throughout the years. Right. Yeah. So it, yeah, I don't want to get too much into spoiler territory on when they meet up and the circumstances of it. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause some of it would give some things away, but um, yeah, that is how it's structured. It's basically, we see them again every time they come together, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I mean, that has, first of all, that has the effect of really allowing the movie to streamline itself. If you never show them really apart for any amount of time, then um you know, it's it's really easy to just be about one one aspect of it, and that's when they're together. Right. Um, but the movie does a really good job of showing how they change between every meeting, too. Um, never really commenting too much, but, you know, you watch uh, him get... I mean, he just gets... He starts to look really, really haggard. Um, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, something is very wrong. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, you know... You can still see how they're changing, which is uh, one of the more impressive things. But um, yeah, so you just watch them come together and separate uh, over and over and over. And it's heartbreaking pretty much every scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's at times heartbreaking, at times uh, like charming and heartwarming, uh, and at times just kind of funny. Uh, it sure, plays, yeah. it, the tone is so interesting in this movie and the way that it, effortlessly moves between those different feelings that it can give you um, without feeling disruptive when it uh, brings up a different feeling. Right. Right. I agree with that. It really, I mean, I think in a way that is just how it imitates. I mean, what any good big romance is Um, (laughs) it's full of about every emotion under the sun and they all seem to fit at the moment. Um, you know, so I think that's just how it goes. It's hard. (laughs) It's difficult. I mean, um, there, there have been more, uh, depressing movies included in our Oscar watch and I wouldn't call this a depressing movie, but at times it definitely gets dark and difficult. Um, but I think that's part of its beauty, certainly. Um, in addition to the lightness and happiness. The, the the ending is not the whole that whole segment is not really uplifting um well the the ending i would describe as um mostly heartbreaking and a little heartwarming in a way okay yeah i see i see uh, what you mean a, i don't want to give a, that away yeah it's hard to say any more about it it's very complex the ending but um it is. it's very powerful it is very powerful the whole movie is very powerful um and a lot of that is, I mean, first of all, Pavlis Kau- I don't know, I'm going to butcher this name, but Pavlikowski's direction mm-hmm. is really excellent. I mean, again, just to bring it back to his ability to really make this into under an hour and a half should, I mean, everybody should praise that just until like the end of time. Um, yeah. It's such an underrated skill to be able to tell a story that efficiently. Right. I mean... Is this the shortest feature film nominated? Do we know? I, I can run that down real quickly. Um, uh, I, I just think... feel like there's no way anything else is. <laughs> but I could be wrong. So, you know. Uh, well, it, it depends whether you count documentaries. Because uh, Hale County is an hour 16. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, in general, I think the documentaries are a little shorter. Um, yeah, a little bit, but. Usually, I think they're still about an hour and a half. 
Yeah. Um, other than that, it would be the shortest uh, feature, okay. certainly the shortest uh, dramatic feature that we have. Right. Okay. Um, so there's that. But then there's also Lucas Zoll's uh, cinematography, which is just like absolutely gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I mean, this movie is beautiful to look at just from start to finish. Black and white was such a great choice for this, not just because of the time period, but also because it allows them to get really moody with some of the lighting and the different shots that they choose. Um, there's this one scene in uh, the recording studio where she's uh, she's recording a song and you see him back in the recording booth just sort of mostly cast in shadow with this light on his face and you can just sort of see all the the pain that he's been through on his face through yeah. like the shadow that's cast on it. And I just thought like overall the lighting in this movie was incredible and was really well serviced by the black and white. The black and white was a brilliant choice. It works in every way. And I think a lot of times um, black and white, black and white movies don't necessarily work. I think there's a lot of sticky black and white out there. Right. Yeah. Um, and this one, it just felt so appropriate ever. I mean, I don't think I would have liked this movie nearly as much if it had been in color. So, uh, yeah, I think that definitely made a difference here. I think it just fit the tone of the film, fit everything they were going for. And again, yeah, the lighting was incredible. That studio scene is a good example. I think um, another one I, I kept coming back to was there's a sequence in the middle where they hadn't been together for a while. It was, I think, maybe their first time meeting up for any amount of time after they did not, after the Berlin thing fell through. Right. Um, after they first did not escape. Um, so, you know, the plot of the movie is that they meet at this like music ensemble school and he's an instructor and she's, you know, a student, but that's really a bad way to put it. Cause that implies that he's like directly her teacher, but it's, I mean, they're like the same age. So, um, you know, they, they're supposed to escape together at this point and she just doesn't meet him basically. And so then they, they meet again at some point and they have this like crazy party night out. Basically they get like super drunk and it's like a good night. This is the, the good one that they have. There's another night where they get really drunk together and it does not go so well. Um, but there's one where they're just like dancing and having a great time. And they take this boat ride um, just down the river and the lighting on the buildings as they're going down the, the river and just like looking up at everything they pass is crazy. Um, it like was really haunting. That whole scene was very beautiful and wrenching. I kept thinking about, uh, in comparison, that montage sequence at the end of La La Land, where it's like, this is what it could and should be if there weren't so many forces conspiring against them in every single direction. Like, <laughs> um, so, so beautiful and bittersweet moment in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, do you have anything else to say before we uh, move on from this one, I guess? Yeah, I have a hot take to provide here, and that's that uh, this is the better of the two 2018 romantic dramas about star-crossed lovers in the music industry. Ooh, what might that other one be? I have no idea. What could it yeah. be? Hmm, okay. Well, if we're thinking another one that <laughs> might have been nominated for Best Picture, would we say this one might But didn't take get Best place? Director. Yeah, hmm. Uh. What could that be? Oh, okay. Well, um, if we ever figure that out, I'm sure we'll let you know. But <laughs> um, yeah, moving on next, uh, we sort of buried the lead here, um, left you hanging from our last episode where our greatest fear was that we would not see Border. Uh, and <laughs> our, we are here to announce uh, that we have actually seen Border. We found a way to do it. And it was, a lot of it was... By pure happenstance. Yeah, but, it was. Uh, I, I I would say all of it was actually by pure happenstance. <laughs> that was like yeah. a strange turn of events. We had no, there was no planning to see Border. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so we, I, I decided to go up to New York for the weekend um, just so we can check out some of the New York theaters and try to see some of the nominees that we have left. Uh, we didn't have any plans to see Border at the time because... Um, as we said on the last episode, the IFC Center had stopped showing it by that weekend. So we didn't, as far as we were aware, there was no one else showing it that weekend. Correct. Um, but while 
I was planning to go up there while I was like making my final reservations and stuff, we noticed that there's this place called the Roxy Hotel that had a screening of borders scheduled for that weekend. And neither of us had ever heard of this place. Apparently there is a hotel in Tribeca that also has a movie theater in the basement. (laughs) Correct. Shows like current running movies and like art house films and stuff like that. Uh, which <laughs> so random happens to include border uh, <laughs> of all the things. So yeah, we went, we saw that on Saturday. It's also worth noting that the, the for, fate conspired against us briefly because we were planning to see a nine thirty showing right, um, yeah. <laughs> after a basketball game we were trying to watch. And at the last minute, they canceled the 9.30 showing. And so we had to scramble to get to a 3 p.m. showing. Um, yeah, it was like 1 o'clock when we found that out. And we're like, yeah. we have to go to the 3 now. Yeah, we're not missing one o'clock. This. We're in Brooklyn, like, eating, like, breakfast and trying to nurse a hangover from the night before. <laughs> and we're like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have to run. <laughs> Off we go. Um, so, yeah, that was really great luck first of all that you happen to somehow find out about the roxy cinema in tribeca yeah i mean um i definitely never heard of it before apparently this place opened like two years ago um it's kind of an old art deco kind of hotel uh looks very nice on the inside you go like inside to the lobby and then down some stairs to get to the theater apparently there's also a barber shop yeah, of all the things, there's a barbershop and a movie theater in this place. Go figure. Um, and yeah, it it looks very nice. Um, they have PBRs there, which we partook of. Yes. Uh, and it's it's a pretty small theater. I'd say it's, I don't know, maybe 150 seats, something like that. Um, yeah, it can, were, can't possibly be more than that. Yeah, there were a surprising number of people there when we went, actually. Probably a lot of other people trying to do the same thing. Yes. So my guess is that a lot of those people were residents at the hotel. Residents implies that they're there long term. Were guests at the hotel. Because if you're a guest, you get to see the movies for free. Um, Which is pretty nice. Yeah, that's a great, great deal. Um, So I guess that's probably why they were... Because I just can't imagine that that many people were really seeking out border unless there are other Oscars death racers. Um, yeah. And I mean, it is New York. So I'd imagine that there's a few of them out there. There definitely um, are. Yeah. Um, who might want to make the journey to Tribeca to check this last one off their list. Well, Tribeca is like um, a major location for film culture in New York. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great place um, for this kind of place. Yeah. So it makes it probably you're right. A lot of those people were, would have seen that movie anyway. Um, so and weren't just guests um <laughs> well, there are definitely some people there who didn't know what to expect um yes. us oh, included to a certain extent but. uh definitely us included i knew next to nothing about this movie other than that it was a fantasy film that happened to be nominated for makeup and hairstyling or whatever yeah. so well, i knew that it had to have something weird happening in it it, it did yeah um so let's start off with the the first weird thing we noticed about this film uh so we're sitting there in the theater the lights <laughs> go down and what should appear on the screen but the movie pass films logo <laughs> which we'd forgotten would be part of it because this was released by movie pass it was a bonus film for them which meant that it didn't count against your weekly allotment or your monthly allotment um, I just when the movie pass logo appeared on screen, I immediately like punched you in the arm. I was like, <laughs> we both just like looked at each other and we we're just trying not to scream, and we were we were just laughing so hard. <laughs> I was laughing like a good minute into the movie too. I just could not stop. It was just like. I don't know. It's just everything about movie pass, and then suddenly movie pass is in front of you, and you're like, what the. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Movie Pass. Uh, it just makes me laugh so hard now. Oh God. Especially seeing it in this context after like we had tried so hard to see this film, we'd gone to such lengths to see it, and then the Movie Pass logo shows up. It just felt it felt so right. You know, it, it was did just, feel 
so right. Exactly. It's like at one point, this would have been the easiest movie in the world for us to see. <laughs> the bonus feature on Movie Pass, and we just didn't make the time for it. Yeah. And now, then we had to hunt for it, and then we get there and we see this like flagrant reminder of the fact that we could have easily seen this, but instead had to like really seek it out. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just like a giant middle finger to us, and I loved it. So it funny. Heavy. Um, so yeah, people probably thought we were a bit crazy, but, uh, we, okay. <laughs> we settled down after the first minute, tried to keep a pleasant movie going environment. Um, and the movie started, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, I it, really don't want to give anything away. Yeah. It's really hard to say anything about it without giving away. It's not. I don't know if it's supposed to be a twist, but I'd say it it kind of is. And if you don't know it going in, it's probably better. Yeah, it's like I don't think it's a twist because I think it's clear that like there was going to be some moment where like you're like, oh, something is weird here. Um, right. But yeah. I think what you find out is a twist and the way it's revealed is absolutely a twist. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so right. just know that the moment when everything turns. And you find out something very big that you did not know before in a very visual way. Somebody behind me loudly gasped, like, <laughs> yeah, in just like shock. Like, there were definitely a few shocked people in the theater. There is one particularly quite shocking scene in this movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like disturbing or it's like it's going to gross you out or horrify you. If you don't think that's going to gross somebody out, Teddy, I don't know what (laughs) you think grosses your average movie goer out. Hey, hey, there's no shaming allowed here. This is I'm not shaming, but I really think (laughs) that your average movie goer is going to be like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Like, If you're well-versed in fantasy cinema and regularly see very out-there films that are really interested in breaking down boundaries and borders, no pun intended, Borders, (laughs) um, then it might not shock you, but I will say that even some some of the letterboxed reviewers who are usually like they've seen a Serbian film. They're just like, well, that was weird. Um, (laughs) This is nothing like a Serbian film. Okay. No, but I'm saying that if you have seen a Serbian film and this still surprised you, if that moment still was like a wow moment to you, that says something about that. That moment. Um, It's just very unexpected. It's It's extremely unexpected. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, And And so, I've been known to recommend a few shocking movies in my time in an offhand manner that people that did not prepare people properly. So, uh, yes, uh, we will make it clear that there is there is a little unusual stuff going on in this movie. I think that is to the film's credit. I do think it was I think there's some there's a worthwhile discussion to be had around whether or not it was all for shock value in a way that wasn't conducive. Cause I think a lot of people see that and will not be able to just look past it. Like they're not going to just see the rest of the movie and what it was trying to do with that moment. Um, <laughs> but, um, and I've seen that conversation on the internet and I think that's worth having, but I think that if you can get past it, which I could like, you know, almost, I mean, it took a second. I was like, okay, this is happening now. I've got to live with the rules of this movie. Um, but once you like just really embrace that and move forward, it's fine. And that I think it is a, I think the movie is trying to do something really interesting there. So, you know, I think the movie being called border is no, I mean, I think it's intentional. I think it's about the borders between a lot of things. And one of those things is gender and gender roles, um, which gives away a little bit about that moment, but I don't think you could possibly prepare yourself for that. So <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a really important moment, but it is very, very jarring and shocking. So, Border was interesting. So, yeah, if if we haven't sufficiently confused you about what this movie is about at all... Um, then we we'll, haven't done our uh, jobs. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely hard to say, but we can at least give a bit of an overview of the beginning of the movie, which doesn't really spoil anything. Uh, it's about... Oh, it's set in Sweden, and it's about a uh, customs and border patrol officer who um, seems to have some sort of special powers. Um, 
like a super scent kind of power, which when it was first revealed, uh, the first thing I thought of was that episode of Always Sunny where <laughs> Charlie and Mac are trying to pitch the movie about the guy who can smell crime. Yep. <laughs> it was like the entire time that was going, I was like, he can smell crime. <laughs> um but yeah, basically, she can't exactly smell crime, but she can sort of smell when somebody's done something wrong. Like she can smell like the guilt or the fear on them. And so she'll like stand um, it, at the airport as uh, people go by and sort of sniff out who's smuggling something into the country. Um, and in one case, um, she uncovers a, a pretty bad case of smuggling of um some very illegal materials and that sort of sets off um one of the oh, subplots God. which is just uh, her trying to solve this crime um but also like the movie's a lot about trying to find out more about her and her particular powers um and part of the reason that this movie is nominated for best makeup is she has a very unusual appearance um she's pretty uh, uh unhuman looking almost um very unusual features um and that also plays into the mystery of uh what what's exactly different about her what what can we find out um about who she is or what she is and uh that's about all you can really say without um given anything away but uh it's a pretty interesting movie I it is yeah and i enjoyed it i liked it too i think i genuinely liked it um definitely wasn't perfect but it it was good and it's very interesting and there's a lot of interesting conversations that you can have out of it you know yeah yeah definitely i thought it was interesting the movie reference ikea being a swedish movie Oh, true. Yeah. Funny that the Swedes have their own stereotypes about IKEA. I mean, I think the whole world has their stereotypes about IKEA now. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Right. Um. So yeah, that was great. Um. That was a good way to spend Saturday afternoon. Um. We also, as part of this trip. Uh, went to a midnight screening of Mandy, which we was, sure did. Yeah, that was a a big uh, highlight of the trip for me. We went uh, Friday night and saw it at uh, Syndicated Kitchen, which we've talked about a bit previously on here since you went there earlier yeah. for as part of the Oscar watch. Yes, um, it was a really fun time. Uh, the crowd yeah. was really into it. Sometimes people were yelling when Nicolas Cage did some crazy shit. Nicolas Cage does some crazy shit. Like, <laughs> it's no joke. Um, so I don't blame them for yelling. The yeah. movie is really good. It's a really good movie. It's so great. And it definitely, like, improves on a rewatch. Like, it's, it's so beautifully atmospheric. And the more chances you get to, like, really soak yourself up in the world that it defines um like the more that you feel like really into this movie at least right. in my opinion no i completely agree it was definitely better on a, a second viewing for me and that was my second time seeing it at a midnight screening in another in a movie theater uh, the first time i saw it was at the nighthawk midnight screening um and i just really think midnight is the way to see this movie at midnight with a crowd of people who are game for yeah. just some ridiculous horror and atmosphere um it's awesome yeah i get the feeling it's gonna become like a midnight staple for these kind of screenings uh it absolutely should it should be a staple it's already it's already getting some hardcore fans who are the type to show up again and again for something like this yeah i'd see it again at midnight i mean there are movies i see at midnight any chance i get and that would that could be one of them why not yeah it's great um we've definitely talked about manny before but yeah. if you haven't seen it you gotta check this stuff out it's, yeah. it's some crazy stuff it's not for everyone i'll def i'll that's the first thing that i'll say about it once again having turned people on to some movies they necessarily might not have liked but um if you're into like some really weird crazy shit 
if you're into Nicolas Cage, then you definitely have to check out this movie. Yeah, absolutely. If you're into some really weird, crazy shit being not even like necessarily the central focus of the film, like the craziest thing about this movie is that there's like supernatural monsters in this movie and they're like C characters. Like, <laughs> like... yeah, the supernatural monsters are like, it's just like happens to be part of their uh, personality that they're like, that they have superpowers and they're like hell spawn. They just yeah. like, blend in with all the other crazy characters. It's like absolutely wild, like on a repeat viewing, because, you know, I'd seen it the first time and I, I knew that that was the movie. But then on a repeat viewing, I was like, it's wild that this movie put these things in the in here. And then it was like, oh, and by the way, they're not actually important. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I was I was reading uh, like some stuff about the movie after the first time I saw it. And it was like talking about the hell spawn. I was like, oh, yeah, they did sort of summon those people from hell. And then they went around like kidnapping and doing their people. bidding <laughs> like <laughs> they, they sort of just blended in with the rest of the crazy people in the movie like the crazy cult people and the the chainsaw fights and everything it, it oh, all the chainsaw just, fight genius oh, the chainsaw fight just gets better and better for some reason every <laughs> time i watch that chainsaw fight i think of in the evil dead remake that final showdown when it's just like raining blood from the sky and it's just like <laughs> pure absurdity and i was like this is what i wanted like oh my god yes <laughs> you're like i don't know why it's doing anything that's happening right now but i'm i, I love it i want it to keep doing this for the rest of the movie um, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah mandy was great and it was a great, great setting for it. Um, I love the syndicated. So it's a great theater experience every time I go. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's an interesting setup they have there. Um, it's like a big bar area. And then you go to the back and there's a separate room that's a whole theater. Um, that's yeah. about the same size as the bar as well. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's big, yeah. It's kind of similar to Alamo uh, in the like the style of the seating with the little tables in front of you uh, and the system you can use to order food and drink to your table. Um, but they, I, I felt the environment was a little different from Alamo. It was like a little more laid back. They're, I think their rule is like try to keep the talking to a minimum, which is definitely right. different from Alamo. So it, um like well one difference think, here is that we were at a midnight screening um right it's just like midnight movies are such a different environment in general right because alamo doesn't really do that at least the alamos that i go to um alamo will do some late screenings that are kind of weird but it's never like a proper midnight screening the same way um i yeah. will say we have terror tuesday here and sometimes terror tuesday gets pretty rowdy um depending <laughs> on what they've chosen i've been to some where it's like paranormal activity which is like dead silent the whole time because that's the only way that movie works um, right yeah but i've also been to some where it's like this is fucking ridiculous like <laughs> and so everybody's just like in it and they're laughing and they're having a great time so um it just really depends but i think one thing yeah the syndicated at a midnight showing because i have now been there three times um and the other two times it hasn't been quite as I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the, I mean, the audience at the other ones was also really good. They were receptive to the film and you could feel that. Um, but yeah. it definitely wasn't as much like light chatter or anything like that. Um, the way there was for Mandy. Um, yeah. And so. I thought it worked for the environment in it the did. movie we were seeing. Like, yeah. you know, it was, it was a little more laid back. It was a little more, everyone was just there to have some fun and uh, yeah. like see some crazy stuff. And a lot of the people had probably really, seen it before. Like, yeah, I mean that too. It's on Shutter, so if you know, you can watch it at home anytime. Um, so yeah, some people have probably seen it. Although that one guy in the theater definitely hadn't. The guy who kept going, <laughs> no. like, like anytime somebody died, <laughs> he was definitely not expecting a lot of that stuff. That was like my favorite <laughs> thing was just his reactions every time. Um, yeah. That and they had the the beer and shot deals. Um, that's my other favorite oh, yeah. thing about the syndicated. Um, yeah, um, yeah, beer and a shot for seven dollars in New York. Uh, good deal. That's a go I mean, yeah. So I had the fortune of going back to the syndicated just two days later. Um, I saw the documentary shorts there, and yeah. I actually spent some time out at the proper bar where they show movies on the big screen, but everybody can watch together and it's the full bar. So there's a lot of conversation and they also program a lot of like TV shows and stuff like that on there. Uh, so they were watching the Grammys and I will say it's just an awesome crowd there. It seems all the time. 
um, a really like interesting mix of people. Everybody was really invested. Um, I walked out and everybody was watching the Dolly Parton medley that was happening and everybody Ooh, was really cool. into it. Um, and so I was like, okay. Um, I had just seen the documentary short. So I was like, you know, completely emotionally drained, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it's a cool place. It's a good place to see movies. If you're ever in New York, anyone listening, it's a good spot yeah. to go. It sounds like exactly the kind of place we try to encourage, you know, a communal atmosphere and having fun and watching movies with people. Uh, Getting some good drinks, good food. Definitely a fun place, so check it out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, as far as uh, other Oscar nominees, you know, like Mandy, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I saw uh, Capernaum this week. you're trying to see that this weekend, so we can't really talk too much about that yet. Yeah, um, I think I'll see Capernaum next week, actually. Like, during okay. the week. It look, it'll be at the yeah. film forum, so. Yeah, that's, um, it's a pretty heavy one. It's, uh, it's like two and a half hours, and it's all about um, this uh, little boy in Lebanon who runs away from his family and um, his struggles to survive. Um, that's... The, the short of it, basically, the long of it is a lot more complicated and uh, <laughs> kind of depressing and troubling at times. And it's got some moments of uh, levity, but uh, it's a tough one. But uh, really great and definitely worth checking out. Yeah. I want to see it. I really do. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I will see it in the coming week. Yeah. What else have you seen this week? Did you see anything else? Uh, that was it. Um, I think, yeah, I was trying to see the prodigy at some point. I don't know if I'm going to have time for that because still got to squeeze in all these shorts, but, uh, yeah, yeah trying to so see, far yeah, a, a new release right now is really hard. I haven't seen a new release. Um, uh, I don't think I've seen a new release all February. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Although I guess, I s- um, in a way, some of them count. Like Cold War is, you know, not super super old by terms of American release. Right. Um, I mean, that's that's still in theaters from its original run. I'd and say. Roma really didn't get a theatrical run until recently. Um, yeah. So I mean, like some of these, like yeah, that's kind of hard. But um, the last like new release that I saw would have been Green Book on the twenty eighth of January. I mean, um, I haven't had a chance I, to see anything in theaters. Yeah, I did see Serenity like a week and a half ago, which well, was I tried very to. unusual and strange. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen anything in this cycle of my AMC pass, so I have to use that at some point. Well, luckily, uh, but, I had Cold War, but but we've got some interesting stuff coming out soon. Uh, there's the Lego Movie too, which I'll probably That's check out, out. Yeah, there's Happy Death Day to You which I'm very interested in. Check out The Prodigy. Uh, And coming up this next weekend, there's Alita Battle Angel, Ah! which I have very mixed feelings about, but uh, I'm going to see it. I'm definitely going to see it. There's no way I can't at this point. I've talked so much about the eyes that like the idea of not seeing it is absurd to me. I got one of those $4 codes uh, for Adam tickets, so I might try to see it in the 40X theater if I can. That seems right. You should do that. We'll see. Um, that's always a blast. Uh, I love 40X. Uh, and then probably other than that, I'm just going to be binging the shorts this weekend. Um, nice. I'm interested definitely. in hearing your take on the shorts. Uh, I've now seen the animated and the documentary shorts. And I have yeah. some thoughts. There are some that I have some serious th- like thoughts on. So, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like hot takes. Um I'm ready to provide some. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, hopefully if we can both get all three segments watched, we can just spend all next week uh, covering the shorts because there's uh, 15 15 of them. So I um, will next. So I'm seeing the live action on. So we record on Tuesdays, everyone. Um, I'm seeing the next. I'm seeing the live action on Thursday. So, okay. So I will have seen them by the next time we record for sure. Yeah. And then it's just up to me. I got to yeah. step up here. All right. By that time, uh, by the time we record, I will have officially seen the, the live action shorts, Hale County, 
uh, at Eternity's Gate and Never Look Away for sure. Wow. But I will probably have seen Capernaum 2 and um, we'll see about Mary Queen of Scots. (laughs) That's the real wild card in my race. I can't believe that's the one that I'm struggling with. Yeah, well, it's just total coincidence that I managed to see that one as well. So hopefully... Thankfully, I don't have to worry about that. Oh, there was one more that I watched this week, actually, that we can talk about briefly. Um, I saw of Fathers and Sons, uh, which I just finished a little while ago today, actually. Um, This is one of the documentaries, uh, and it's about, well, it's the filmmaker basically embeds himself with um, an extremist Islam group in the Middle East um, by pretending to be sympathetic to their cause and sort of films uh, a couple of the jihadis and uh, specifically this one guy and his sons who are sort of learning the ropes of uh, extremism. And uh, I I don't know enough about the issues here to really <laughs> give much of a take on... Um, like the movie as a whole, but just like as a documentary, it's really shocking and surprising, especially what this guy was able to film. Uh, it's incredible that this has been put together in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's pretty much where I stand too. I thought it was really impressive that he was able to infiltrate is such a strong word, but yeah, basically infiltrate. Um, <laughs> this really extremist group and film so much of it and what they were doing and how they, especially how they raise their young boys. Um, So yeah, I think, um, yeah, that was really shocking. Um, Also really heartbreaking. This is his homeland. This is the filmmaker. This is where he was born Um, and he comes back and it's something that he basically doesn't recognize anymore. Um, And that's really gut wrenching. Um, But yeah, it's a good, it's a really good documentary. Yeah, and, and like the major focus of it is uh, especially on these um, young boys and sort of seeing how they're brought up in this environment and how they um, how they learn this extremism from their dad and from the other adults around them um, and eventually how they're put into this training camp and all this stuff there. And like that I found extremely surprising how, how much of the training camp footage this guy was able to get like i mean it it really is mind-blowing some of this stuff um so i definitely think it's worth checking out if you can just um just to see like i i think i don't think anything like this has been filmed before um and usually a lot usually there's one or two war documentaries nominated when the oscars come around so i feel like i've seen a bunch now just from watching these nominees but I still don't think I've ever seen something like this where the filmmaker himself was very much opposed to the side that he was filming. Right. Um, and yet he was able to get so much footage in the process. Like usually um, the filmmaker will at least have some expression of sympathy towards the cause for the side that he's filming along with. And that's how he's able to get um, some of the footage that he does but uh in this case that is very much not the case and yeah uh, it's it's very surprising uh right. worth checking out definitely uh, where did you watch this one uh i rented it on amazon video so i paid for it oh uh, okay nice what did you yeah, do i i uh watched it on canopy which is uh, well you see my wallet was stolen um, so I have to get that, and this was a while ago, but I have to get my library card back oh, so yeah. I can actually sign up because I never did that the first time around. Well, you can use your university login too. Yeah, but I don't is... I don't know how to get into my university account. Oh, okay. All right. I haven't been able to um, in a long time. Yeah, like, but I, I'd never used Canopy before. Like, I'd always heard about it, um, but my my local library doesn't offer it. Mine but does because it's Brooklyn and New York, and yeah. I have both. I have a card to both the the main New York Public Library and also to the Brooklyn Library. I just have yeah, to get a new, new card. Nice. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I managed to figure out that uh, my university login would work as well. And I got in and uh, their library is incredible, by the way. Yeah. Um, they have like all the Criterion films. They've got like some great documentaries in there, including this one. It's a very interesting uh, assortment they've got there. And it's way, it's like all top caliber material they have. Oh, that's awesome. See, I need to, I really need to get it to work. That's why I say I'll definitely have seen the movie by then. Cause I'm going to go to the library sometime this week. You just get a replacement card. Um, I have my ID and everything. Right. Um, I just have to get over there and do it. So that's kind of the hard part. Yeah. Supposedly, uh, another one of the documentary nominees, um, Hale County this morning, this evening, um, yeah, is going to be available on Canopy as well. Uh, it's not in this area because I checked already, but it's also going to be available on PBS. I think actually starting today, so that one should be pretty watchable as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, well, anything else to mention about the Oscars movies before we wrap up? Nothing so far. Yeah. I mean, I think um, we'll have more when we've seen them all, um, which yeah. will be soon, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully this week we'll see most of the rest of them by the time we you hear from us again. And maybe we'll be able to make some good predictions. We'll yeah. See. Uh, we're, we're nearing the finish line here. Uh, I've got 20 to go. Uh, which is six features and 14 shorts. Still haven't seen any of the shorts, so I'm sure you're ahead of me at this point. With those. Yeah, I've got 10 to go, but um, that's just because I've seen two of the shorts programs. So really, if you think about it, you have to see three shorts programs and then six features. So you have nine to go, right? Um, yeah, essentially. And so I have one shorts program and five features. So it's not, not bad at all. Um, yeah. We're both in a good position. And I've got... Plans to see that shorts program to see what, how many of the features at least three like known plans. And so I just need to figure out something for Capernaum and Mary Queen of Scots. So that'll be okay. Um, and we've still got almost two weeks. Keep in mind. So we're yeah. actually, I'm, I'm actually hoping to I've be done been. within a week. I'm hoping to be done by the time we record again. Um, that would be nice. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'll get there, but I'll definitely get close. I might not be there with Mary Queen of Scots. I think I'll be there with Capernaum. So. Right. Because I have both um, Monday and Tuesday of next week to figure out a way to see that. And it's playing at, uh, playing at a couple theaters. So. Yeah, I've got to gotta find. I mean, I'm, I'm basically just home screening at this point. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any. Well, other than the shorts. The shorts are still playing in theaters around here. Everything else is uh, streaming only. Oh, okay. But, so I, the only one I, of the ones I definitely know I'm seeing that I can stream is um, Hale County. Ooh, um, actually, actually, I can see Never Look Away in theaters, and I have to. Um, and that's going to be opening here in three days. So that's oh, okay. the one theater visit I have left to do for a feature. That's cool. You'll figure that out. Yeah. Now that one's pretty straightforward. I mean, I just have to go to the Avalon. Uh, right. Well, that's going to be fun to get to. That's all the way up in Chevy Chase. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> but it's worth it. It's a cool theater. Is it? It's fun. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's like an old, old theater that they restored and it's like community owned. It's very interesting, actually. Okay. It's a, it's a really cool model of uh, like community preservation, I think. Nice. That's awesome. But yeah, um, we'll get on that. We definitely have a little bit to go, but we're nearing the finish line. Got yeah. that Oscar ceremony in sight, and we'll keep you updated on how that goes. Um, All right. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're going to keep tweeting out our progress and talking about all things movies. We're at Buzzed On Movies. Give us a and, follow. Uh, yeah, give us a follow. Give us a um, shout out. Yeah, yeah. If you retweet us, we will dedicate a shot to you on our future episode. Uh, we haven't been doing those as much recently, so they're probably building up. But uh, our next episode after the Oscars is going to be interesting. I can guarantee. Yes. 
But uh, <laughs> also send us some Oscars hot takes if you're listening and you have them. Let's let's argue. Oh, definitely, definitely. Let's, let's get on that. That's one th- like Oscar. I'm ready to argue about the Oscars now because oh, we're I so am ready. so in. I've already I've been itching to, but until I see them all, I don't want to like give my full argues. My full argues. Um, I'm good at English. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. Let's let's fight somebody. I don't know who. Yeah. maybe us. Oh, me and you. If you need a topic to fight about, uh, the Oscars recently announced uh, several different categories that would not be appearing in the main broadcast. That's ridiculous. Would be announced during the commercials, including but you can cinematography watch if you're and editing. Streaming it online. <laughs> this is absurd. It's absolutely insane. People are in an uproar about it, um, including a lot of uh, Hollywood. And a lot of film Twitter. So uh, it's a very fun controversy right now. So, you know, get online, get mad about it. Let's do it. Definitely get <laughs> mad about that one. Let's get angry. Let's all get angry. Yeah. Let's get super mad. Let's see Let's see how the Academy uh, reacts to its fifth uh, controversy this season. It should be fun. They've really had a rough go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is going to be an interesting one. Shockingly, I feel, I mean, I was about to say, I think the Grammys had fewer controversies than the Oscars this time. But I mean, the Grammys the had some rough thing. had some rough lead up. I was gonna say they had a lot of like last minute pullouts. They had that that Ariana Grande snafu where she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, and now Nicki Minaj <laughs> is mad at them, and so I don't know what's going on. Um, so maybe the Grammys had just as much, but yeah, award shows in general are uh, garbage right now. Well, not shocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you like what we're putting down, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a review. Uh, we're also on a number of other platforms, Spotify, Google play music, Google podcasts, pocket casts. And if we missed any ones that you like to use, just let us know and we'll get the podcast added there. Yeah. Um, and you know, until next week, keep getting out there and seeing these nominees. They're all great. And we'll see you at the movies. That's a big... Mm, okay. They're we'll all great. The, we'll Every see you at them. the movies. We will just... Except Bohemian you. Rhapsody. <laughs> that's not the only one that's not great. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> see, enjoy your movies. <laughs> Getting that already. <All> right. <laughs>